You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. There's something new. All right, folks, we have a guest that's going to uh, join us right now. Uh, Stand by. Um, Joining me right now, folks, on the program, because as you know, today is going to be a rally about this whole business of defunding uh, defunding the police. And we've had him on in the past, and he's just terrific. And this is obviously, as you can imagine, it is absolutely a uh, cure for disaster. He is the CEO of Secure Tactical. And I want to say good morning. He's a great guest. Again, we have had him on in the past. And it's Tom Kubiak. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. How are you today? Very well. John DePietro. Hey, Tom, uh, I've had you on in the past. You're very, very knowledgeable. I, that's why I jumped at the opportunity to have you as a guest on the show today. The, uh, this is picking up momentum. It is picking up steam. This whole business of defund the police and move to community policing. And I wanted to give you a chance to explain to the people the danger with that. Um, holy cow, it's, it's, it's just shocking to see what's happening. I, I, it's, I look at this, I'm almost, you almost go numb with it at a time when you're watching the fabric of society in inner cities just come apart. These, you're basically, are they saying, oh, these same people will police themselves? Because I don't see it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, if it comes down to, you know, we're going to be on our own, you know, the position we're taking now is your home is your last line of defense. You know, out, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on out in the streets, and you have the ability to get away from it. You have the ability to do many different things. But when you get home, that, that you've got to look at this. If you live in an area that's looking at removing or defunding police, you've got to look at your home as your last line of defense. Against, I, don't, I mean, the threat levels have varied, but they've been pretty dramatic, as we've seen in the news in the last uh, in the last week and a half, two weeks. You know that is um, 
that is actually tough to even comprehend, Tom. Uh, but explain to people, and that's why gun sales are through the roof. Uh, I had the owner on, and I shop at competition shooting supplies. Um, th- when you think about it, and how about the fact, Tom, that in certain instances, a lot of the business owners are then complaining, like, where are the police? There's a riot going on, and there's no police around. And what if that started to become a normal practice of um, of exactly how like life became in America, or at least in the big cities, it's uh, you know they, they may. I still don't think that this is going to come. I think these are a lot of talking points. They're trying to uh, unseat a seating. You know, they're trying to be Trump. There's a lot of things happening. Um, I still don't think that this will be successful. If one city removes their law enforcement, and the chaos ensues that we all believe will happen, nobody else will do it. Um, I wouldn't want to be in that one city. But, uh, yeah, I, I, there's a point where you've just got to take a look at how you live and what you do and say, you know what, it's up to me now. If you've got kids, if you, if you live in one of these areas and you've got a family, you need to take start taking measures. Um, first and foremost is if you're not um, proficient, if you're not a firearms person, is seek out knowledgeable people and get training. Without training, owning a firearm perhaps offers more danger than it offers safety. You, you, you need good, proper training make, can make you very safe. Hmm. And I think, Tom, what we're finding is there's a lot of people, and you tell me, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about your company as you're the CEO, but a, a lot of people are, are finding that, you know, they thought, that they would be able to go through their entire life um, without having to own a firearm. And they're learning that that is just unfortunately not the case and that they, they're going to have to defend themselves. It's, you're absolutely correct. I've had in the last 48 hours, I've had three associates, friends of mine. They know the industry I'm in. They are not gun people. They're not anti-gun it's just something they never thought about. And all three of them said, Tom, I'm really thinking about going out and getting a firearm, getting a gun. Yep. I, 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 I want to know that if somebody breaks into my house, I can end it. Right. And these are, these are just people that you would just would never think would go there, but we're, everybody's at that point. Yes. Um, you know, my wife is not, you know, she's not anti-gun. She's not pro-gun. She just... She knows, she knows what she's doing, but she doesn't talk about it much. It's just, you know, we can defend ourselves. And the other day she said, Tom, is the fast box under the bed? There's, what's in that? And I said, an AR-15. Is it loaded? And I said, there's, there's a magazine. Yeah, yes. Just, what else do we have in the house? And she kind of kind of went through the whole house because she had thought about it in a while. And she's like, okay, and how are we on ammunition? I mean, oh, wow. I mean, I mean she's... In, I live in a very safe, you know, I live in a very small town. I've lived in big cities. I lived in L.A. Um, for a long time, and we made the decision to raise our family in a, in a town. I live in a town of 3,000, and, and, you know, I'm not sure I even carry keys to my front door. <laughs> but I'm at a point now where, you know what, it's uh, my last line of defense is that front door, and if I don't know you, you're not coming through it. You know, and um, and Tom, not only that, this is this something that is new. Is that something that's been brewing out there as far as 
that we're learning that there, there are some people, and they've had this agenda for a while. Uh, for instance, this afternoon in our area, there's going to be a huge anti-police rally that they're, you know, these groups have been building. They've been going towards this. Um, th- th- is this something that you've been familiar and maybe it's one of those topics that's kind of been under the radar a little bit. But there are some people that seem very organized and very excited at the prospect of defunding the uh, the police department. There is, and I, I do think it's part of that far left. Um, we see Antifa and these groups, I think they're all different names, but there is a there is a very organized socialist-type group of people, and what they want is anarchy. What they want is they want the country to be ripped apart because if you look, if you look at history, it's at times when societies have come completely unglued that you have the rise of your, your big socialist or communist leaders. And I, th- I think it's orchestrated. They're, they're, using, they're using one violent act by one bad policeman who should be in jail for, for the rest of his life. It, that was, it was a horrible situation. No question. They're using, that, they're using that to really push. It's a different agenda. This has nothing to do with protesting right. um, the death of an African-American. We had 20... People die in Chicago over the weekend. Right. Think of that. Nobody's protesting these lives. No. Most of these were African-American lives. Yes. If black lives matter, then these lives matter too. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing it now. It's a big movement to remove law and order, allow chaos to, to come about, and then I think they believe that out of chaos, they can rise to power as... We have the solution. I don't think it will work. Hmm. And I think a lot of people are going to lose their lives, possibly. A lot of property is going to be damaged. Um, I think short term, we may see the rise of, of private security details for people who never thought they could even afford it. If right. you go to a retail shop, um, it's, it's kind of turning into the wild, wild west. Um, I, I still think this, this does implode. And I think this whole thing, this, this runs into July. And I think by mid-late July, I think this starts to go away. But can uh, you touch on, Tom, right through. now, <clears throat> what about the fact that the media is going along with this narrative? And, and we're seeing it locally where they're really portraying that if there's something goes wrong, it's because there's too many police out there. They almost act as if. That there's too many police, so they're like out on the street, bored, looking for trouble, and then that's why they're harassing these young men of color, and then it leads to this. Well, you know, it's actually the opposite. Many police forces are undermanned, both men and women. Um, they try to do the best they can with community policing, and but it's this notion they're putting forward that if there's violence in the street, it's the police that are causing it, not the criminals. Yeah, it's that, this has been a, a a style, if you will, or a way of doing business for for a lot of the media channels for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's a fear of them, I think, being labeled as racist. If you actually look at statistics of crime, and the media will no longer talk about actual statistics. Right. It paints a stark picture. They're they're trying to take the blame away from the communities and put it on the people who are in charge of law and order. If you actually place blame where where it belongs, and there's a lot of African Americans 
uh, leaders now who are speaking about this, about this community needs to be accountable to, to bring itself out of where they are right now. Yeah. You know, there's, it's just, it's crazy, but I do think the media is so afraid of somebody saying you're racist. Yes. That they won't actually talk about accurate news. You're right. You know, I was just mentioned before you had on, there's a local TV station, and they're carrying forth this narrative that the problem is that white people are mean to black people because of the color of their skin. That is, um, it's such a simplistic way to try to treat it. It's, it's far more involved with the whole thing with the police and Black Lives Matter and defunding the police to try to treat it that way to me. It almost like, you know, what is this, America in the, in the 60s with the civil rights? Like, I, I don't know anyone that practices that, that accepts that. Um, but what do you think of, I love that quote by the president of Brazil. I prefer a prison full of criminals than a graveyard full of innocent people. I love that. It's it's spot on and accurate, and uh, we're we're a country that thrives on law and order. Damn right. And the American people forget the media, forget the loudest screaming voices that we're hearing. The bulk of America wants this to end. They want violent people in jail, right? And they want it over. Yes. And ultimately. The ballot box will will solve this problem because I think these cities that are doing this, you're going to see turnover, either turnover of their city councils, turnover the mayor, or there's going to be chaos in these cities, and the people who are voting for this stuff are going to wake up and say, "Wow, what did we just create?" Yeah, I think. Um, but don't you? Th- I think that this could catch hold somewhere. I I'll, I'll tell you, time. I think. There's enough of an atmosphere right now where somebody is going to be the Petri dish for this to say, let's try it. Now, I I agree. I think it's going to be a sheer disaster. I think any law-abiding business and and citizen would want to move out of that area. But I think, you know, we do have these homeless encampments and we different. I, I think... That somewhere, I don't know where, but somewhere this could actually take hold. I, I really think that I, we may see it. Yeah, it's quite possible. I've, you know, I've always maintained a society has exactly as much crime as it tolerates. Yes. And if you're going to if you're going to tolerate more crime, yep. you will have it. That's right. And you're going to watch these areas. And what will happen is people will move out. And my fear is that they move out and bring their political view with them to save communities and start trying to push the same agenda. They've ruined one place. Now they're going to go ruin the next one. With, with an ideology, not with facts, not with figures, and not with things that work, but this utopian ideology that doesn't exist. You know, Tom, before I let you go, and again, folks, good morning. It's John DiPietro. Um, I just want to tell you a quick story where I agree with you. I, I moved to New York City 1990, uh, right in Manhattan, when David Dinkins was the mayor. And I, I can tell you, I lived right in the Upper West Side, Columbus Avenue, and I met then at the time he was running for mayor, Rudy Giuliani. So he's Italian, I'm Italian, so we're speaking at the fair. He's campaigning for mayor, and he's asking me about my experience. And uh, 
He's like, tell me, you know, your day. And I said, you know, it's a little bit of a hassle because I take the subway, but you can't take it after nine because it's not safe. He said, stop right there. That that's ridiculous. But he said, I agree with you. And then I said, and sometimes I'd like to walk through Times Square, but you're not supposed to walk past Times Square past eight o'clock because it's not safe. And he just started to roll out, Tom, saying everything you're saying is true, but that's because it's become accepted in New York, such as you can't take the subway, you can't walk through there, you can't do that, you better not have cash on you, blah, blah, blah. And, and Tom, he and Bill Bratton, um, they fundamentally absolutely changed with the broken window theory and suddenly urinating, breaking a window, uh, drinking in public, all those things became unacceptable and they, they cleaned up New York City. Oh, absolutely. I remember the kid going there and then when I was really young, it was a dump. Yes. And then it became great. And unfortunately, now it's tracking in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they've ruined it again. Hey, Tom, tell everyone about your company or how people can uh, get in touch with you or learn more about you. Um, secure it. We are, in, in the defense world, we're the largest builder of military armories. In the consumer market, we bring a radically different approach to firearm storage. We store guns in a manner that makes your you more defensive. It increases your ability to defend your home and yourself. You can just Google secure it, the word secure and it together. It's secureitgunstorage.com. And from decentralized storage to very fast, silent access, we our goal is to make America safer by making guns safer, but also making them more readily available at a time of crisis. I love it. Tom, uh, an AK is a looter's worst nightmare. Absolutely. <laughs> Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006. And also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028, 439-6028, whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket trucket service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, the licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call. 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. 
www.innovast.com. I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DiPietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield Termite and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today, Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Remember, family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust for your home. Call them today, 821 7800. What can Winfield Termite and Pest Control do? Well, remove ants, termites, mice, cockroaches, any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property. For a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today. The team you can depend on, 821 7800. Now, listen, this is going to be a bad tick season, but it won't be. Or mosquitoes. Not if you call Winfield Termite and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family, from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread, whether it be from a mosquito. This is not the time that you want to get Lyme disease from a tick. You'll be able to enjoy your property, maybe for yourself, for your family, for your grandchildren. Protect your home, your family, and business. And that's what it's about protection i trust winfield termite and pest control to protect you your family your property your home and your business winfield termite and pest control call them today 821-7800 821-7800 winfield termite pest control rhode island's most dependable pest control service a family friendly pest control professionals folks you're going to love these guys you can trust call them today 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com. Folks, it's John DePietro. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, he's one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is uh, Rhode Island top attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off with, um, <clears throat> boy, there's been a lot of talk about curfews. It was on full display last Friday night as uh, there was the big protest at the Rhode Island State House, 10,000 people. And then they were hoping to disperse the crowd before the, quote, nine o'clock curfew. Uh, Some people did leave. Then suddenly there was no curfew. And then some of the individuals were literally walking around the streets of Providence, I'm told, till 1230 or one o'clock in the morning, being followed by the police. And Tim Dodd, I can see where there's some confusion of people saying, you know, is there is there a curfew or not? And right now there is a lawsuit where people are challenging the quote curfew. Curfews that come up are much like the um, powers of the governor in addressing a health care crisis. The governors have powers in most states to um, order or invoke a curfew um, on an emergency basis when there's public safety um, issues involved. So the governor in Rhode Island had a curfew. It was 9 p.m. It wasn't really honored all that effectively. The police didn't jump in and do anything about it in terms of arresting people for simply violating. There is a case that's developing in New York where a gentleman who's a resident of um, New York City has sued the mayor and the NYPD and the uh, police commissioner uh, regarding the curfew that um, was invoked for New York City about a week ago when a similar um, 
public safety concerns arose because of the enormous number of people coming in to protest um, uh, George Floyd's um, um, murder, essentially. Um, this individual has sued saying that uh, the curfew infringed upon his constitutional rights. It interfered with his rights of free expression and free assembly. He argued that because he worked a full-time job that he couldn't get home and then turn around and get out to do um, essential things like going to the pharmacy, going shopping, visiting ill relatives because he could break curfew. And more importantly, that because of the curfew and the time restrictions, that he was not effectively able to participate in um, demonstrating because he couldn't do it till after 9 p.m. So because he couldn't get out to voice his opinion and demonstrate till after 9 p.m., that he felt that the city was infringing on his rights of free speech and free assembly. Um, respect, with all respect to the gentleman, I don't think that case goes anywhere. Uh, it's not a long-standing curfew. It was a one or two day instance um, to um, control crowds and for issues of public safety. There had been previous looting, there had been previous B&Es, robberies, vandalism, etc. So I believe that the state um, or, and in this case, the mayor, the city, um, through its chief executive, had the ap appropriate authority and the right set of facts to invoke a curfew. So there may be lawsuits um, around the country um, uh, claiming a violation of constitutional rights. But, John, frankly, I don't see those cases going anywhere. Um, it's a one-off situation. It's not an every-night curfew indefinitely. That would clearly be unconstitutional. But that's not what we've got here. Tim, the Friday night situation in Rhode Island, well, then you even had the governor of Rhode Island, actually, as I think of it, violating the curfew. Um, we also had 10,000 people, according to police, at one point on that back lawn of the Rhode Island State House, where you and I did our, our segment last week. But, yes. Tim, could this potentially open the door? I'm just thinking, you know, I, I was there. People granted masks on, but they were... Even the governor, the governor had no mask and was holding hands and was close to everybody. To this potentially open the door? I mean, there are music festivals that were canceled. People's way they earn a living this you know, summer. What's the difference between people sitting, listening to music on a lawn or paying to do that for two hours? And you had literally thousands of people on the lawn of the state house for I'd say three to four hours all together. Now, granted that was a protest, but could something like that be used as the example of why someone then chooses some kind of legal remedy for what happened in the way that everything had to be canceled? Well, there's, there's two, two elements to that, John. Um, the uh, demonstrations which occurred last week between the um, Providence police, the state police, and I believe some participation of the National Guard. Yes. With all of those um, um, sources of law enforcement involved, I think it's fair to say that the city had a fairly tenuous control of the situation. Luckily, nothing happened on the second night. On the first night, there was a lot of damage and destruction um, in really down city. But... Um, the difference is you can control a festival, you know it's coming, and if so, you can cancel it. When there's 
a relatively spontaneous demonstration, albeit planned, albeit advertised, albeit discussed um, ad nauseum in the media, um, that's a much more difficult, spontaneous crowd to control. You can control a festival happening or not happening. Um, if law enforcement had started attempting to arrest or exercise more control by use of force as to the 10,000 protesters, I think you would have had a real uh, calamitous situation um, and I think that uh, law enforcement was wise to not stand down, but hang back and let the uh, protest play out. I know at the very end of the night, there were certain elements who were trying to um, inspire the crowd to get into physical conflict with uh, members of law enforcement. Definitely. And I, and I think generally that's when the governor came out to try to quell that possibility uh, certainly, there were some elements of the protesters who were just aching for a confrontation oh, yeah. with the cops so they could all turn on their um, cell phones, record yep. everything, and hope to get something inflammatory. Didn't happen. But it's a totally different situation than a musical festival or things of that nature, Fourth of July parades, things where you know it's coming and you know you can stop it, you, can, you know you can... Um, deny the issuance of the appropriate permits um, that are always necessary for parades, for concerts, for festivals. Uh, you just deny the permit. This was an uncontrollable um, situation. The other aspect is, as you talk about the future of these events as they might unfold later in the summer or maybe into the fall, um, the protesters have conducted an unwitting science experiment. It will be interesting to see in the, in the um, metropolitan areas where these um, protests occurred, whether there's going to be spikes in COVID infections or not, because clearly there was not social distancing. There was very limited wearing of masks. Um, there was no taking of temperatures. There was none of the protocols that this governor and many other governors have put into place around the country. All those protocols went out the window. They could never have been enforced as a practical matter, but it will be interesting to see two to three weeks after the fact what will be the um, the results in terms of new COVID illnesses, if any. Oh. Um, and that may well be informative as to what festivals, concerts, parades, et cetera, can start to um, reoccur moving forward. We hope there's no spike. Folks, it's Sean DeFito uh, coming up a lot more with attorney Tim Dodd. We are going to talk about Gordon Ernst in the news. Also, that Berkeley professor and Mike Flynn. It's all ahead right here. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned right here with attorney Tim Dodd on the John DePito. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401-617-2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property with Bethel 
certified soft wash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new get rid of you know it just happens you build up some of that algae and mildew and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime bethel certified soft wash power wash especially now we're spending more time outside you want your house and property to look the best it can jared did a fantastic job my neighbors are saying my goodness juan look how beautiful your house look it looks so clean my kids said daddy it's like the house got a bath they said it did get a bath from bethel certified soft wash text jared free same day text estimate 401-617-2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years contact karen etchels at innovast digital marketing Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 508- 33621 MEG MEGA truck and trailer repair, commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110. MEGA truck and trailer repair, FHWA inspections or an island state inspection station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24 hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them. 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Show. Well, it's John DePietro with me, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to um, just touch on something. I went yesterday, I actually talked to you as I was heading over there, to a big uh, anti-police rally, defund the police. Uh, it was a, It's a movement that it's popping up, but something that has certainly gotten a lot of attention is this whole business about the policeman's bill of rights. As a matter of fact, I, I think someone was even saying if that Derek Chauvin, who was in Minneapolis, the one responsible, or certainly the officer involved with the knee on the neck on the George Floyd situation, if he was in Rhode Island, that the Rhode Island bill of rights for, for police officers is so strong that he would still be on the streets. Could you just explain a little bit to people about the policeman's bill of rights how it affects things in rhode island and as an attorney when you're dealing with police officers in court how does that change the dynamic or would things go awry with police how that policeman's bill of rights comes into play the police you're, you're correct john the policeman's bill of rights in rhode island is really really strong um it's just a reflection of the strength of um the firefighters unions around the state, the policemen's unions around the state, to a lesser degree, the teachers unions around the state have a lot of power. 
and they negotiate very good contracts. And to that extent, whether you're a union advocate or maybe not so much of a union advocate, you've got to respect um, their skill and abilities and the power that they have politically in getting real strong contracts for their members. I mean, you can't argue with success. If you're a union member, it's awesome. If you're not, and you're looking from the outside in, you might wonder how things ever came to be the way they are. The Policeman's Bill of Rights uh, protects in terms of disciplinary hearings that they're done confidentially. Typically, it's things if there's an allegation of a police um, abusing power, assaulting, different things that would happen on the job, um, not following chain of command, um, things that would involve internal affairs investigations for uh, improprieties, which could be things such as an assault, like we've seen recently, or more subtle things that uh, you wouldn't necessarily learn about. Um, typically in the Policeman's Bill of Rights hearings, the union picks one arbitrator, uh, the city or town picks an arbitrator, they pick a neutral, and a hearing is conducted in literally complete confidence. You don't know it's happening. Um, the results many times aren't even reported. It's a very secretive process. Now, the Policeman's Bill of Rights wouldn't save a guy like um, uh, the, the, who, the guy who kneeled on um, Mr. Floyd because that was an obvious uh, videoed crime occurring in real time. So the Policeman's Bill of Rights might have resulted in the guy being suspended with pay or possibly suspended without pay. Um, if he was terminated, his union could have, if they chose to do so, grieve that termination. I doubt they did it in this guy's um, case. But it's a track that kind of goes along um, parallel to a criminal investigation. Um, no Bill of Rights hearing could save a guy like um, the one who murdered Mr. Floyd. Uh, Policeman's Bill of Rights hearing wouldn't save him. But what happens is many times um, officers could be out there and you have no idea that they might have had two, three, five, ten prior Bill of Rights hearings for various alleged infractions. My understanding is that uh, the officer involved with Mr. Floyd had been the subject of, I think, 15 or 18 previous disciplinary hearings. Right. He, had, he had been found to not be responsible or essentially acquitted on, I think, all but one of them. Now, the trick is between the Bill of Rights and the union, the public never finds out if you've got a bad guy like this fellow out there um, repeatedly um, accused, at least accused, of violating the rules. Now, prior to murdering Mr. Floyd, he might have said, hey, I could be charged with things all, I, all you want, but the proof is in the results. I'm acquitted of all but one of them. So 17 out of 18 times, it was determined that I didn't do it. So just the fact that I've been alleged to have done something doesn't mean that it's true. Um, but all of his background or any other police background, I think there should be more transparency and the secretiveness of these Bill of Rights hearings has to be mod um, modified. And I think that that's one positive result amongst many that can come out of this tragic situation. There's oh. got to be some movement on that. But John, it's not going to be an easy 
lift to get that to change because the police unions here in Rhode Island and nationally, they're not going to give up these Bill of Rights hearings uh, without a real strong fight because it's not in the nature of these collective bargaining organizations to give up um, rights and benefits that they've um, negotiated over long periods of time. That's going to be a tough one. Not only that, Tim Dodd, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's time to feature with attorney Tim Dodd. Not only that, but to me, it's kind of comical when people like former Vice President Biden or a, a David Cicilline or Mayor Lourdes or just when, when you have the Democrat politicians saying, yeah, we need to revise these police union bill of rights. They are the party that is in the pocket of them. The reason why the teachers, the police, the firefighters have such strong union contracts, whether it be bill of rights or the teachers contract, primarily it's because of the Democrat Party, Tim Dodd. Well, I think that's an argument that can certainly be made. Um, I I, I think that no matter in different states, different parties are in sort of running the show. Some uh, Western states, um, not on the coast, but towards the West Coast, might have a more Republican bias. But I think those states, too, are going to have these Bill of Rights situations and um, strength of um, police, fire, teacher unions and the like. The police aren't going to give that up and have the the things that are right now confidential and um, adjudicated behind closed doors. They're not just going to say, oh, OK, we'll, we'll start uh, giving up our guys, men and women, I should say, and letting the disciplinary results become public. Mm. It's not going to happen easily. Yeah. You're right. All these politicians that are saying the words, they're all saying the words but will they have the intestinal fortitude to step up to the plate and go after the unions to try to modify contractual provisions? Uh, I'd, I'd be very curious to see how that plays out in, as a practical matter as opposed to a talking point in the heat of the moment. Tim Dodd, I was, for whatever reason, at that rally yesterday trying to cover it for Facebook Live. And just how would it impact your life as an attorney or our general system? These people, uh, they are serious. Defund the police. They feel policing should be, it should be um, basically volunteering. No weapons. People going around on bicycles, acting in the form of the police. What would that do to our justice system if suddenly that branch of law enforcement moved into more of a a volunteering, almost like a community organizer type of role? It would be unmanageable. It wouldn't work. You can't have a bunch of posses or vigilantes <laughs> running around self-policing neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, who's going to investigate crime scenes? Who's going to um, compile evidence if there's a shooting, if there's a murder, if there's a rape? Um, who's going to preserve evidence who is going to preserve chain of custody of um, important um, physical evidence if there's an investigation? Who's going to charge uh, criminal conduct? Who's going to prosecute the cases and assist the attorney general's department or local prosecutors? Who's going to respond when there's a call at two in the morning that there's a domestic dispute? Um, it's a simply untenable situation. Who's, who are you going to call if, you know, you've got someone in, in your house who's having a medical issue, you call, cops and fire show up. Um, 
it, it doesn't work, John. It's, it's, you know, a pie in the sky dream to say, we don't need the police anymore. We'll send out people on bicycles. <laughs> um, in, in, in many major municipalities, you know, Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, Miami, you name it. Um, there's already enough um, shootings, murders, um, and associated, you know, um, serious felonies. Does anyone reasonably think that the number of shootings and murders and felonies is going to go down with less police presence? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Who would volunteer for that is what I want to know. Who in their right mind would be a volunteer to go in? Chicago had, I think, 30 murders last weekend. You imagine, like, I'm a volunteer. You're doing that voluntarily going in there? I don't see well, it in and any a, way. And, and again, right now, you've got a police union. Yes. In, and you think the union's going to say, okay, um, <laughs> put all our, put up all of our officers, put them on unemployment, fire them all. And we're going to sit by while you have a bunch of volunteers on bicycles patrolling the streets. Those are union jobs. That's right. The union's not going to give up those rights and those privileges and that employment without a fight like you've never seen. Mm. It's not going to happen that way. Folks coming up. Uh, we are going to touch on Gordy Ernst in the news, also that Berkeley professor, more and Mike Flynn, and a lot more. It's all ahead right here with attorney Tim Dodd on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today, your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online, they have a great website, lawndoctor.com. Com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor, and now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn Doctor, go online, check them out. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today, 401 392 1025. Lawn Doctor. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time full-time, weekend work, uh, local AKA sleep at home drivers, class AB, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, 
healthcare professionals, office professionals, you need workers, you need MEGA, M-E-G-A professionals. You're trying to run your business. Listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. Well, folks, good afternoon on this Friday. It's John DePietro. As we're uh, getting set, coming up at 1 o'clock, Governor Mundo daily press briefing. Now, what's very interesting to find, and again, uh, I want to say good afternoon to everyone on this Friday. What a week it has been. It's John DePietro. Remember, you can hear us weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2 a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, you can always listen online. Visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can uh, see various things. If you like my impression of Matt from Allie's, uh, that's posted there. That um, video that I did on YouTube is absolutely taken off. You can see that. You can also learn all the different ways that you can uh, listen to the program. If you want to contact me, that's the best way to contact me. If you want to get in touch with me, go to the website, depetro.com, no eyes, and uh, just click on Contact John. And the same thing, folks. If you'd like to support the show or advertise on the show, right there at the very top of the page. Maybe you say, you know, I really enjoy the programming. I love all the information I get. Well, there's a way to show your approval uh, in your support and your thanks, and that is to go to the website, depetro.com. But Governor Raimondo, coming up at 1. Now, what's very important to listen for is if you've been following folks around the country, the virus is definitely spiking different places. And Texas right now, Houston, it's bad. Arizona, it's bad. Florida had their biggest spike ever. Now, I, I think... I, I think we've gotten better. We we certainly have not fully opened up everything. And think how much more we know now than we did back in, you know, late February, certainly even in March and April as far as washing. Remember all the washing your hands and wearing the mask and distancing, uh, cleaning surfaces, staying home if you're sick, all these things. I think we're in a better position. But, folks, if and, and also it does help that we're outside more. Right, it does help that we're outside more. I think that's something that could have been instituted a little bit earlier. I think that's something that could have been instituted in the spring. Uh, the fresh air is good. The 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 virus, the virus lives. Uh, COVID nineteen lives when the virus can be trapped, and it's far more trapped inside than outside. So uh, that's something to listen for with the governor coming up now at one o'clock is because our numbers keep going down but with all the activity that's been going on and people around each other more does that mean that the numbers are going to spike i think we're in a good position if you have followed it the way i have and many have some of those states like texas it's really high florida now florida opened up and it's spreading in florida but folks what i i think we are going to fall into a routine and it does make sense that the people that are going to be quarantined are the people with the virus right that's who should be quarantined not everyone not everyone has it some people are asymptomatic um so some developments to listen for are going to be the governor governor mundo coming up regarding the situation of um of just continuing to open things up a little bit i think people feel more comfortable i think people feel better i feel comfortable about the outside dining i'm not i i mean if some people want to eat it inside that's up to them I, 
I feel more comfortable with the outside dining. So I'm going to just gravitate towards more of the outside dining for now. So, but something to listen for is going to be where our numbers go. Now, also keep in mind, you know, Governor Mundo the other day, and again, folks, good afternoon on this Friday. What a week it has been. It's John DePietro. My goodness, between alleys and the defunding of the police. And uh, let's see what happens this weekend, whether it be more rioting. Uh, something also to watch is what's going on in Seattle. What's going on in Seattle is unimaginable, where they, part of the, 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 the Seattle downtown, have broken off into their own, whatever you want to call it. They're not even part of Seattle anymore. They're not even part of the United States. No police. They make up their own rules and laws. Um, somebody has to get that under control. Maybe they just let it get away from them temporarily. But I'd be curious. I don't think Governor Raimondo is going to touch on that. I think Governor Raimondo is completely just focused on our state, on uh, proving things, moving things forward. As you may have heard, next Friday will be the first Trump rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I do want to go to a Trump rally, but he's going to do some, I believe, in Texas, North Carolina, Florida. I don't think I'm flying. I'm Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma, just for a Trump rally. I'll wait till see when, the, when there's in Florida, or maybe even North Carolina, which is a really easy flight from uh, TF Green, really easy flight direct to, to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I think I'll do something like that. I'm not going to go to Tulsa. Um, but it is something to watch. I know many people now don't wear the mask. They think it's all, oh, that's all in the past. I'm not convinced of that. I still don't want to get the virus. I don't think I've had the virus. I don't want you to get the virus. Um, very interesting comments. Again, stay tuned. It's all coming up. Governor Mundo is coming up. It's all ahead. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter, John DePietro Show. We'll be doing a Facebook Live a little bit later. But again, uh, stay tuned. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401 710 7096, 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401-710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer, excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make a microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's appliance repair, 401 710 7096 serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now Ryan offers a senior citizens discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor and he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan 401-710-7096. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today your best lawn ever guaranteed. 401 401- 392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online, they have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, 
annual program, lawn care service. They make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor Rhode Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn. Best lawn guaranteed. Call them today, 401-392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time-release fertilizer, professional blend of high-calcium line, Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's LawnDoctor.com or call them today, 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor.